You're listening to The Holdcast with Jack Grimsey and Robert Lintott. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 102 of the 7500theholt.com Holdcast. As always, I'm Jack Grimsey alongside Robert Lintott. We're going to be running down the latest in Aston Villa, which, if you didn't see on Saturday, it was another draw. That and more in just a moment. All right, Robert, how's it going? What are you thinking about new boss Steve Bruce? It's, I mean, new guy in, same result, really, for Villa. <laughs> I, I have the feeling that we could put literally anyone in at manager, and we would just get a draw. This club is cursed. Yeah, and obviously no disrespect to Steve Bruce, because he's had a really, really good championship career. He averages almost 1.8 points per match, which, over the season, that should be close close enough to getting Villa up if he if he performs at his traditional pace, which you, you probably saw if you saw my piece on the site the other day. But, yeah, like yeah. you're saying, when, when you keep drawing, you just have to feel that it doesn't matter who, yeah, who the players exactly. are, who the boss is, anything. It's just Villa. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, obviously, just to, just to clear this out of the way right and early, uh, I don't blame that on Bruce at all. He had a few days with the club, and... Some not even that much. Apparently, Yednak flew in and went straight to the match, basically. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why we saw he just he just went with that four four two. It's a basic scheme that everyone knows, and very very basic tactics just for the first match. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we probably have two more matches before we can really start to see what Steve Bruce might be able to do with this job. Because I mean, he's got tomorrow, which is. You know, his second match after only a couple of days rest, and then he's got the weekend. So I think before we can even really begin to judge him, we've got to be looking to the, you know, third or fourth match of his tenure. Exactly. He didn't get a preseason, and just looking back to last year, Sherwood was sacked on the 25th of October. So we made the move a little earlier this time, but the thing is with the championship, there's significantly more matches to turn it around, like with Remy Gard. He didn't have that window. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I don't know. I'm I'm glad to see him aboard. I He's obviously never a manager that's going to fill me with rapture or joy or anything like that. But I think he is probably the right man for this job. Um, you know, but I worry about saying that because I thought that Roberto Di Matteo was going to be fine for this job too. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So <laughs> I'm I'm starting to not trust my own judgment when it comes to managers. Yeah, and I mean at least you're not going to be the the name on the hook if Bruce fails. <laughs> oh, that's true. I I'm starting to wonder if this club has given me Stockholm syndrome. I just talk myself into liking anyone. Like I thought Tim Sherwood was going to work, and I thought Remy Gard was going to work. And I mean, what choice do you have if you if the new manager comes in and you want to be mad at him from the start? It's just going to be it's just going to be a bad experience. You at least you're giving him a chance. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, if if you come in with a little optimism from the start with Aston Villa, you get at least fifteen or twenty minutes of joy. So, yeah. What what was the penalty the, the other day against Wolves? Fifteen or seventeen minutes? Yeah, something like that. I mean. Yeah, 15 minutes, exactly, you nailed it. But <laughs> 20 minutes after that, Wolves had equalized also on a penalty, so... This team is so predictable. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I it's tough for me to be too mad about that. I think, should we have beaten Wolves? Definitely. Should we have but just because better? it But just because it was at home, yeah, really. Yeah, just because it was at home, and just because Wolves... 
Actually, I, I want to say that Wolves were beatable, but I thought they actually looked pretty good. I don't want to take anything away from them. No, I think they're a solid side. Like, they they did do those back-to-back relegations, but they came back up. They were solid last year, and they'll be the, they'll be right around the, the hunt for a promotion spot. Maybe a little, little lower than what we would have expected Villa to do this season, but judging by how the year has started, yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, it's... You think to yourself that, okay, maybe we should have beaten Wolves, but that's the kind of talk that you reserve for losing 2-0 to Preston or something like that. Yeah, no uh, kidding. That was one draw to Wolves with the brand new manager in his first game. Villa looked totally outclassed and looked like garbage, but with that in mind, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> what other choice do you have? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like another point, so it's 11 points in 12 matches. Yeah, um... That's that's the really crappy thing about that Preston loss. We were gunning for a point a match. <laughs> well, now we have to win to get back on the pace. Oh, we have to win, and then... Oh, God, it's just going to be such a pain. Come on, Villa. Stick to your guns here. All right, so tomorrow, that will be another chance for Villa to win, or most likely just draw, because they're going to be away. At Reading, it's at the Majeski Stadium, and all the other championship games kick off 15 minutes before... But I guess it doesn't really matter for TV coverage or anything because the only the only game that has any sort of coverage is all at Newcastle, and that's it's just on the radio. So, yeah, isn't that bizarre? Like fifteen minutes for all of the other matches, and then ours is at three local or not three local? No, yeah, eight, eight local. local. Three, three local for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm actually genuinely curious if someone could like tell us why. Villa start 15 minutes later, I would be intrigued to know. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's not like it has anything to do with TV, because like I said, it, none of the matches are on, Champions League's on, that's, they all start at that same time, I think, so around that time, so yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea what to make of that. Um, but yeah, going into Reading, uh, after that sort of blase 1-1 one, one, uh my big worry after that was the fact that, you know, Micah Richards is hurt and, you know, Tommy Elphick, was it Tommy Elphick was hurt? Some One of our central defenders was hurt. I think it was Tommy. Yeah, because he gave the armband up. Tommy mm-hmm. Elphick was hurt. Um, you know, this is a squad that's picking up injuries. Are we going to see Alan Hutton time? You know, I, th- I think we're going to oh, because God. it's just, it's just the point that we're at. Hutton, Hutton, to his credit, had a really good uh, block on an attempted shot or a block on an attempted something or other. This is this is how little of this match I remember. I'm sorry. I it just wiped out of my mind almost immediately. But Hutton had a really good block, and I was quick to give him credit. And then I saw the replay, and I realized the only reason he had a really good block is because he wasn't in the right position in the first place. Yeah, that kind of sums up our season, is you think someone did something right, and they actually did it wrong, and we're just lucky. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like those outfielders in baseball who make amazing diving catches, and then when you see the replay, it's like if they had run a useful route, they could have just caught it standing up. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you give them credit because, hey, they did the thing, but you have to take away some of that credit because, hey, if they had done the right thing first, they wouldn't have needed to do the thing. Yeah, there there was certainly an easier way to go about their business. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about Reading? 
for us? Um, well, basically, I think it's it's going to be embarrassing if we lose or even draw just because we bought Aaron uh, Tishbola or Shibola from them. And, you know, it's just... When you're buying players like that from a club like that, it's just you're like we're... I don't know. You you don't you can't say that we're better than them because obviously we're twentieth and they're eighth. But it, it, Reading was a side coming in that just they were in the Premier League a couple of years ago. But obviously they're in a down spell, so just consolidation and maybe looking for one of those playoff spots would be good for them. But without trying to sign too entitled, Villa should be should be better than them. Should be beating them. Yeah, and I don't think you have to worry about sounding entitled because. I think everyone listening knows that Villa should be better than almost everyone in this entire league. Um, saying that Villa should be better than them doesn't mean that we think they're actually going to outperform Reading. No, but I re- really kind of the point I was trying to make is that if Shibola gets outclassed in midfield, then it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> That's a good point, I suppose. Um, then again, if he's left to play in a two-man midfield... There's other lineup issues, right? Because we've, we're, you know, there's probably an issue at right back. There might be an issue at central defender. Uh, Jack Grealish looks set to miss three matches after stamping on uh, Cody in, in the Wolves match. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah, because um, Jack Grealish went out on international duty and put in one match with England's U21. Man of the match. Assists. Yeah, man of the match, three assists. And then he came in, and in the first half, at least, Jack Grealish was definitely the, if not the best within the top two players for Aston Villa. I think Koja might have been better. Yeah, but, you know, that just shows the frustration. Like, when things aren't going right, players are liable to do that kind of a thing. That's true. And, and there, I mean, there's no excusing it, obviously, but... You know, like it was like IU last year against West Ham. Nothing is just working for this team, and you get frustrated. Yeah, that's true. And then you do something dumb. And Jack Grealish has yet to meet a stupid decision he won't make. <laughs> just, just don't, don't let him get into that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was, it was, you know, I kind of want to get a little irritated because you know Grealish didn't even get carded. But you look at that replay and. It was pretty clearly a horrific idea of his. He stamped down with force trying to stand on someone's ankle. Yeah, malicious. Yeah, that deserves a ban. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm past the point of defending stupidity with this team. You, you, you just can't anymore. As a fan. I just, you know. Um, so we're going to have that issue. Um, you know, there's other questions of fitness all throughout the team. I don't know. This I agree with you. This is a team that Villa should be beating, but it's hard to figure out how they line up. It's hard to figure out what Steve Bruce does with them. Would it shock you to see just another bog standard four four two? No, it wouldn't. Oh, if if only because we're. I mean, yeah. If Grealish is there, then we you have that winger. But we could go four three three, just because we have an abundance of strikers. Yeah, you could do and like a that's Koja be available. Ayu McCormick up front or something like that. Yeah, yeah, or four three one two something like that. Just pack pack the center of the park because uh, Reading have been going four two three one. So you know if you if you go for that four four two natural width, but you could get Boston the center of the park, and yeah. especially on the road, that sounds like a recipe for defeat, even worse than just a draw. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and if there's one thing Villa are liable to do this year, it's get bossed in the center of the park. Especially They've, late in the day. Yeah, exactly. They've shown that again and again. That midfield just cannot hold up. Yeah, and you brought it up a little bit before the pod, before we went on, but dropping, even though it was just a 15-minute 15, 15 lead for Villa, and they only had it for about 20 minutes, still technically dropped two points. Yeah. Um, God, it's really frustrating, because if Villa were able to hold on to their winning position, at this point, like earlier I was able to say if Villa held on to all of their winning positions, they'd be in first, but at this point... I don't know the exact numbers, so it's hard for me to say, but I remember we were at something like 10 points dropped, and so if Villa had held on to half of their points, let's say that's six points, they'd be in 10th right now. A very sustainable 10th. Yeah, 10th tenth, that tenth would definitely be looking up, because it would be a positive goal difference, and yeah. you'd be right, right around there, just on the edge new manager comes in, well, the thing is we probably wouldn't have a new manager if that was the case, but regardless, just looking to push for those for those promotion spots and, you know, you turn it around. Like I've said a lot, this is a league where you can get eight, ten wins in a row, mm-hmm. and then, you, then you're shooting up to maybe even those automatic promotion spots. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, that, that statistic about how many points would Villa have if they had held on to all their winning positions is interesting. But it's not the most realistic. No, I not, was going to say very unrealistic. Yeah, not no team is going to hold on to every single lead they hold on to. Especially, especially no Aston Villa team. Yeah, but I think on the other <laughs> hand, saying if they held on to half of them, I think that's something you should be able to expect. Yeah, that's the, certainly that's a mark that they should have. I'm oh. not going to say shooting for because you're not going to go out and <laughs> in the dressing room. Hey, let's try to hold on to this lead today because we blew the lead last. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying to think here. Let's see. Uh, we never had a lead against Sheffield Wednesday. Beat Rotherham. Did we have the lead against Huddersfield? Yeah, we had the lead against Huddersfield, so there's two points. Had the lead against Bristol City so there, and got a loss, so there's five total. Uh, at one point had... Forest had the lead against Forest. Yeah, so had we a lead back against up forward, and so there's seven total. Brentford, another one. Had a lead, so nine total. We recovered against Newcastle. Recovered against Newcastle. Stroked so. against Barnley. Barnsley. So 11 total, and then this one. So 13 total. So yeah, six points. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing really good at the random guessing today. <laughs> but yeah, six points. I mean, you're not going to win every one of those. Some of those are going to turn into draws. Some of them you're going to suck. But getting three of those matches or two of those matches... Yeah, even five points would have us not in 20th in the league, and we it would be around QPR leads on 16 points. You know, yeah. Leeds, Leeds had a dreadful start to the season. It just... And... Um, that's the frustrating thing, is it does not take lots of good luck for this team to be good. It takes the bare minimum of competency for this team to be good. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it takes something from the manager of making the correct subs to oh. hold that lead late in the match. Obviously, he's still getting to to learn his personnel. Didn't have that preseason that, like you were saying, it's going to take some time to get rolling. But if it comes to December and we're still in 20th, I don't even know what you do. Yeah, I nor do I. Um, I was... I will say that I 
I'm glad to see DiMatteo gone at least for his substitutions. I thought that was his single biggest weakness. Yeah. Uh, with the club, and so hopefully Bruce can do better. I think the idea with Bruce is, so long as you don't get relegated, he sticks around. Mm-hmm, and yeah, really, I think now Tony is like, oh crap, now you have to think about next season a little bit, and kind of build a solid squad, integrate that youth. I think the youth is the most important part, because if we don't go up, we're losing Amavi, we're probably losing Ayu, and... You know, could be in maybe even Krelish, but uh, at this point, it doesn't feel like losing Amavi would be that much. <laughs> no, but it's just. But it would be because he's got a lot of potential. And because we're gonna let Sissoko hopefully expire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, God, yeah, I don't know. The sorry state of this club is pretty depressing right now. I I told Jack before the podcast that he and I need to find something else to podcast about because I want to podcast, but I don't want to talk about this club anymore. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the players don't even want to talk about the club, really, and why would they ever even play for the club, but... To the seven of you still listening to us talk about this club, thank you. I I don't know how you do it, but you're you're the reason we're here. Keep listening. Yeah, and fortunately, um, there will be no more political ads, so... Oh, God. Yeah. We apologize, by the way. Uh, th- this is a totally off-topic note, but some of you, uh, when you downloaded the podcast last time, got Donald Trump ads before your podcast. Um, and without even getting too deeply into politics, I think I can safely say that neither Jack nor I wanted Donald Trump ads. But quite frankly, I think neither of us want political ads of any stripe. Because yeah, certainly not. Because podcast is. Uh, we're, you know, we, we both have our opinions. Uh, but that doesn't matter. We we don't want any political ads here. We're sorry. Yeah, that's not what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry you have to hear anything, but at least make it something boring like Old Navy or Ace Hardware. Yeah. Something <laughs> that you probably don't even know exists if you're not in the U.S. <laughs> that's true. So our apologies for that, uh, but we've been assured that it's been fixed. If it isn't, please let us know. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about the players. We just have one transfer rumor, and apparently it's going to be Steve Bruce's first target in January. This comes from the Birmingham Mail. Sam Johnston is Man United's third string keeper. Apparently he wants to play on loan, and I think, you know, Villa can use more competition because Mark Bunn not really cutting it, and obviously (laughs) Pierluigi Gallini not really cutting it. I thought, you know, to be fair to him, I thought Golini had a pretty good day over the No, weekend. I think so. If you concede a penalty, it's not going to be the goalie's fault. Yeah, for and, and he made the right decision on the penalty. He just couldn't quite get there. Um, no, I don't blame him at all for that. I'm just saying he just yeah. needs to be pushed a little more. And if if we could possibly um, get a bit of an upgrade in January, that never hurts. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. My one issue with the Johnston rumor is... You know, I think one of Golini's big weaknesses is the fact he's 21 years old and he doesn't, you know, have the experience to make the best decisions. Johnston's only 23. Johnstone? Johnston? I don't know. Yeah. He's only 23. So if you want to give Golini that sort of push, I feel like experience might be the thing. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm willing to give Steve Bruce the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's you need to have someone that's a, closer to his level, really challenging him. Not that Bun isn't, but it just doesn't seem like it at this point. And no, like you're saying, for experience, I don't think we're going to loan Golini out to League One or something, something along those lines. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm I'm giving Bruce 
full control really at this point. Just whatever he can, whatever he can try, go for it. Yep, absolutely. So uh, it's worth noting that Johnston has spent his entire career, his entire senior playing career, out on loan. Um, he's always been with Manchester United, but he's played or he's been loaned to Oldham Athletic, Scunthorpe, Walsall, Yeovil, Doncaster, Preston North End. Uh, and with Preston, he's played 26 matches. Yeah, and I think that's a situation of, well, Man United, we have this player. We're just going to try to train him up before we could sell him for something. Obviously, he's probably not really in their, their future plans, but he's still probably a solid player. Yeah, exactly. So, I, you know, it's one of those things where I don't totally get it because he's pretty young, uh, but I'm certainly not going to complain. I, I think he could be a boost. All uh, right, and then just a final note, um, the next match is going to be Saturday against Fulham. <laughs> and, yeah, that we just want to want to let you know about that and also want to going to happen. <laughs> yeah, also want to let you know that more I'm going to be updating my list of what, what the TV coverage is and stuff as as we said there's nothing for Reading but continue to check back as we will have new information as that becomes available. Yeah. Um and in terms of promoting something, uh it's kind of dour to listen to Jack and I talk about Aston Villa right now, but he is starting a new podcast with Scouted. Uh, and so give us the details on that, where people can find you, because people want to listen to you, so where can they find you not sounding depressed? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's called Scouted Says, it's for Scouted Football on Twitter, I've wrote about Jordan Amavi, Jack Grealish, for them, and actually James is going to be writing about Galini in, when the, the new handbook comes out in December, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Scouted Football. Nice, and the podcast will be... It'll be called Scouted Says, so... Okay, cool. That'll be coming out sometime. We're recording the first episode tomorrow. Yeah, y'all should go listen to that when it comes out, because, uh, you know, listening to Jack is a worthwhile endeavor. Listening to us talk about Aston Villa, oof. <laughs> yeah, I hope... I don't know if you saw it. I was on TalkSport talking about Steve Bruce last last week. I haven't been able to find if they had a, a link available for the, the download, but it was just on their, their early breakfast radio show, so... Nice. That was like fun as well, but... Um, I like the idea that we might have to be uh, inserting a section into this podcast of Jack promotes his media appearances. <sighs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, but... Um, yeah, and the the other thing we want to mention is we are still trying to do that cooking pod, that episode 100 special, that uh, that's still in the works, and especially because Robert wants to uh, do something else well, than we, Villa. We send us your favorite English recipe. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just favorite? make... Your favorite Midland specialty. Yeah, send, send, us, send us your recipes and then we'll have a vote and then we'll just make one of them. And, and Jack and I can get our hands on some Yorkshire tea and drink <laughs> that while we cook. <laughs> I, I prefer Earl Grey, but... Oh, but see, according to all of the English people when I asked, Yorkshire is, is the tea to, to be, to have? Yeah, that's, that's what they told me one day when I was, I was saying on Twitter, I like Earl Grey. And uh, I know, I like Yorkshire? Earl Grey too. Come on, people. Earl Grey is delicious. All right, so, yeah, send us those uh, culinary choices of yours, and we'll start getting something going for the cooking pot. But anyway, I think that's, that's all we got on Villa today. So I want to thank you for joining Robert and I on the podcast. You can find us everywhere you've been able to find us for iTunes, Stitcher, Black Tech Radio, of course, Google Play, and remember to... Keep checking 7500 to hold.com. Follow us on Twitter at 7500 to hold. 
at 7500 underscore Robert and at Jack Grimsey. So we're signing off. For my co-host Robert, I've been Jack.